Matter of Spirit is the quarterly justice journal of the Intercommunity Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in the summer 2020 issue on Elections 2020. Beaming and Voting by Trisha Hoyt. Trisha Hoyt is an educator, leadership trainer, and biblical scholar living in Arizona. Trisha also serves on the editorial board for A Matter of Spirit. A year ago, the judge told me I had a new birthday, April 12th. I hadn't thought I needed a new birthday, but the moment she said that, I surprised myself by tearing up and swelling with pride. My new birthday, the day I became a U.S. citizen. Truth be known, I had not expressed much eagerness to become a citizen over the 38 years I had already lived in the States. I mean no offense by that. It's just that I was born and raised in Ireland and loved it, both the country and its people. We saw ourselves as quirky, good-natured people with a tendency toward loquaciousness, a strange, cherished inferiority complex, and a checkered national history replete with saints and scholars, freedom fighters, and traitors. And we knew we inhabited one of the most beautiful spots on the planet. But the island is small, so traveling abroad is common. It wasn't special that I studied in Paris after secondary school and procured resident status there. And it didn't raise an eyebrow that I took a teaching contract in Arequipa, Peru after college and stayed there as a legal resident for over three years. It follows that I was a bit blasé about finding myself in Arizona when I married a U.S. citizen who didn't want to live in the blustery, damp climes of my beloved homeland. Obtaining my legal residency was pesky, but not prohibitive. It was 1981, and the green card, when issued, had no expiration date. I should have applied for citizenship earlier. I know that. But secretly, I resented the oft-articulated assumption that I would want to do so as soon as possible, and it felt like a bit of a betrayal of Ireland. So I let it go. I paid my taxes, obeyed all the laws, and always registered my address with USCIS as required of residents. Then one fine day in 2018, as I prepared to board a plane to return to the U.S. from a brief visit to a nephew in Honduras, I was held back. We're not accepting this green card anymore, the Homeland Security told me. Refusing to pay heed to my protests while acknowledging that my legal status was not in question. You need the new one that expires every 10 years and has a barcode. We need police clearances from every country you've lived in. Why did you reside in three other countries before coming here? Three hectic days and multiple visits to the U.S. consulate later, I had a folio that gave me one-time entry back to the U.S. at a cost of $575. And so it was that I finally, reluctantly, decided to file the application for citizenship and found myself experiencing a most unexpected, exhilarating, and inspiring journey. It's that citizenship test, you see. It introduces you to the context surrounding the founding of the country, the purpose of the Constitution, the cry that no one is above the law, and so much more. You find yourself wanting to know what those Federalist Papers were that John Jay, James Madison, and Alexander Hamilton wrote. 
you want to learn more about why two U.S. Senators each represent their entire state, while the various members of the House represent only their district. And you now know what lay behind those first ten amendments. It was thrilling. I couldn't get enough of it. More than anything, though, I heard the clarion call to exercise one's citizenship by participating in the electoral process. If the gift of democracy is its participative nature, the right and duty to vote is its beating heart. When we 63 new citizens were sworn in two years ago at the Phoenix Courthouse, the judge, a member of the Hopi Nation, emphasized the privilege of voting by reminding the courtroom that Native Americans did not gain that right to vote in Arizona until 1948. There was an audible gasp. Every one of us new birthday celebrants stood in line to register as voters that very day. I've been beaming and voting ever since. Some of the questions on the U.S. citizenship test. Would you pass? Number one. The House of Representatives has how many voting members? Answer, 435. Number two. Under our Constitution, some powers belong to the states. What is one power of the states? A. Provide schooling and education. B. Provide protection. Police. C. Provide safety. Fire departments. D. Give a driver's license. Or E. Approve zoning and land use. Answer. B. Provide protection police, and C, provide safety, fire departments. Three, why did the colonists fight the British? A, because of high taxes, taxation without representation. B, because the British army stayed in their homes through boarding and quartering. Or C, because they didn't have self-government. Answer, A, because of high taxes, taxation without representation, and B, because the British Army stayed in their houses through boarding and quartering. Number four, when was the Constitution written? Answer, 1787. Number five, the Federalist Papers supported the passage of the U.S. Constitution. Name one of the writers, A, James Madison, B. Alexander Hamilton, C. John Jay, D. Publius. Answer. Madison, Hamilton, and Jay are all writers of the Federalist Papers. Mm -hmm.